Hey hey welcome back to my podcast what am i watching right now and you're listening to your host Ashley Sina and in today's podcast episode i'm going to cover a movie a teen rom-com coming of age movie that i just finished watching and i definitely have thoughts on it so without further ado let's get into it The movie kind of starts with this really refreshing appeal and it felt like it's going to be a fresh and inspired take on uh, a rom-com a teen rom-com movie which slash it's going to be a coming of age movie with very interesting and lovable characters and uh, it also made sense that the movie is not going to be a cliche um it's going to have its own fresh take on the genre and uh i think people thought or i'll say i i thought that maybe it'll be different than the movies that you see on netflix for example the kissing booth which i haven't seen but i've read the book when it was first written on whatpad you you get the just right like that's that's the kind of uh the movie i was preparing myself for but then again i did see the preview not a lot of it but like 2 or 3 seconds and it it seemed interesting it felt like it's going to be a very different movie but um after watching the two i think after watching two two thirds of the movie it makes sense that the movie doesn't live up it didn't live up to its preview or the small trailer that i watched and it has so many things that has gone wrong with it i think uh, i won't say even the two thirds i'll say the first 40 minutes uh because till then you still have you still hold hope for things to be better uh, or things to make more sense and you kind of also e- expect because it seems like a fresh take on uh, i'll say an lgbtq plus rom-com movie but it does become i'll say i won't say like cliche but yeah slightly cliche yes and i'll explain it to you why i think that uh So I'll just talk about I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the protagonists. So we have the main protagonist who's Asian, who's Chinese, uh and yeah, and she's she she appears to have feelings for women, so I'll say lesbian. So she's a very diverse character, but again, the way the movie has been written, it doesn't really add anything to the movie so um the female protagonist that i'm talking about is ellie chu so ellie chu's gayness or lesbianness doesn't really add any impact to the story or to the plot it's just there but again I, it, it was supposed to be a fresh take so that it's there and ellie chu comes off as like really um really relatable like really fresh like she's if 
person you wa- you might have met in the real life or whatever um, and the movie is also shot in squamish like it's some suburban town in washington i did look it up so uh, it makes sense like it's a small town movie um and it talks about uh the feeling of otherness it it's kind of shown it doesn't really talk about it doesn't really touch anything on it but it's shown in the way it's shot uh ellie feels lonely and at times she also feels quite lonely in the sense that she feels a little depressed uh and she's up at nights and she's thinking or she's writing or she's doing something um and she also appears to have feeling for feelings for the most popular girl in her high school that's like Aster and she she was actually propositioned by a jock who doesn't seem like the quintessential jock in a high school movie so he's just a goofball uh, Paul Munsky does appear to be a goofball who's trying his hand at revamping his family's re- recipes so he's trying uh, different takes on sausages and he wants to make something that isn't bland and that attracts more customers because he wants a uh, financial stability for his family business and it makes sense um i also like the fact that he was in like like i said like a quintessential uh football jock um he appeared to be a very decent person especially when he uh kind of yells back at the group of people who always drive by elitu and kind of insult her so he he yells back at them and he insults them back and that kind of gives ellie the impression or maybe it gives her some space to understand that he's not like everybody else and he's going to be there as a friend and he's a decent person who cares because so far since ellie has moved to that town nobody has stood up for her and she doesn't have any friends but she she is known by a lot of people in the student body because she writes uh papers uh, homework and school papers for very cheap and that's how paul munsky and ellie chu get in touch with each other paul actually wants uh ellie to write a love letter for aster because he wants to woo her uh for some reason and i also do not understand why he wants to approach her by writing a letter but he seems to do that maybe he had gotten an insight of doing that the script doesn't make sense at a lot of different places because um it doesn't make sense that uh, a a boy would want to write a love letter to a girl to impress her especially given how awkward he is and how the first I think the first half of the movie like kind of shows you that he literally doesn't know anything about Aster other than that she's pretty and he's attracted to her but it is the premise of the movie and doesn't make sense because doesn't have any explanations for him making that decision because uh him wanting to choose to woo Aster in a way where 
where she he knows her enough that she would prefer to get a love letter than a text message uh from someone who who's who wants to ask her out is unexplainable but that happens and that's how Ellie Chu and Paul Munsky start to hang out together uh because they're trying to like collaborate on sending messages to Astor in order to woo her and make Astor feel like she's seen in a way that no one has seen her before again quite weird uh, if you ask me because uh Astor is supposed to fit a cliche um and the movie tries to romanticize this i uh, this idea of a different girl like Astor is different than Ellie and all the other girls that go to her high school because she's not only pretty but she's smart and she reads philosophy and she reads Kazu Ishigaru's books and she has like um very inte- intelligent opinions on life and loneliness and why we fall in love and if anybody has l- found love at all interesting so it, it feels very superficial if you ask me like the reason that the reason why anyone would be attracted to her or fall in love with someone who's as surface who's as like superficial as Astor's character is uh, who who also like seems pretty bored by her boyfriend uh, and she feels like she doesn't fit in because everybody else wants to be like her and she doesn't like that she wants to be unique <laughs> so i don't know she she her characters her character is very superficial in the movie so i didn't understand her character at all and there's like little character development for Astor in the movie too so didn't understand why what like what is the why behind two very intelligent compassionate kind loving people falling in love with the same girl that is Astor who's like very superficial because uh she can uh, quote like Catherine Hepburn or she can um she can I'll say quote um quotes from like Kazu Ishiguro's novels but she's still very superficial in the sense that she still wants to marry someone or she would give in to marrying her um very trust fund douchebag boyfriend uh, who doesn't really see her or who doesn't really appreciate her he is with her because she's pretty and he, she's christian and she's the daughter of a pastor and she's only she also dates him because it's easy and of course like she's dating the um trust fund child who basically uh, since like the guys triggs family owns most like 75% of square hamish that's that's something that's mentioned in the movie so aster's character seems super superficial so i didn't under- i didn't understand why they were in love with her it's probably because she's pretty i guess but anyhow they the the movie does make aster seem like super mysterious she's intelligent she quotes philosophy <laughs> they had that kind of vibe going 
for her but she's very surface level kind of a average high school teenage girl so yeah and also they did try to do the same they tried to enforce the same trope with Ellie Chu's character too uh they tried to make her seem very um i'll say otherworldly brainy smart intelligible i guess so that she is all of those things because she does quote sartre all the time i guess and i don't know why but whenever like american movies try to be or sm- smart and sound intelli- intelligent they they go ahead and they quote aristotle they quote plato and then there's sartre and this this phrase is used like i've heard this so many times hell is other people <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh you, you you can quote Albert Camus too. I mean, there's so many books that he has written. Maybe quote uh, you can quote so sl- uh, anything from Slaughter House 5, but why like Sartre's famous quotes, hell is other people, hell is this and that. I I think by using those things, they're trying to give us uh, this um they're trying to pretend they're trying to give us an image or an imperson impersonation that like the movie and the characters are different and mysterious and intelligent than they actually appear to be and i don't like that but i fell for it for the first 30 to 35 minutes so i'll give you that like i fell for it i thought that it'll be different but then i started to see the pattern and i was like huh it's just like another it's i think in in a sense it's kind of worse than the kissing booth for me because at least with the kissing booth every character was transparent and they were honest about it but with a movie like the half of it you start uh, you start the movie with such a premise and you try to bring in characters that are very surface level but you try to paint them as this like oh otherworldly people super intelligent they write philosophy papers at school what do you expect them to be <laughs> kind of thing and don't really like that i don't understand it so the movie sets itself up to be something different with a whole fresh and inspired take on lgbtq plus teen romcom fiction but it's just like an average and really bad like the ending falls flat on its face kind of movie so yeah i'll continue on my rant on elichu so uh they try to paint her as like really intelligent quotes philosophy uh but 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 she's still she's still like someone who doesn't have a lot of confidence but she says that she has that it's only after paul maski comes into her life and he encourages her for example with the recital and he's there he's kind of encouraging her to do things that she wouldn't have done before she goes to the after party and things like that even though uh, she would never had like the courage to approach aster she's only doing that on the pretext of paul maski uh, on the pretext of paul maski asking her to do that for her and if and at times he's like i'll handle this myself i'll text her but she's like no but aster is different aster is so deep we have to write meaningful sentences and meaningful 
garbage in order to woo her so yeah um she's she's just as surface level as aster in a sense um and she only does things after paul mansky encourages her she doesn't even have the courage to confront aster and tell her that she's the one who's been texting her messaging her um writing letters for her all this time and it was her that she was talking with or maybe trying to uh let someone else the the person that aster was letting in it was not paul but it's ellie even though there was a time where she could have done that like aster kind of hangs with ellie and they go skinny dipping uh but there's there's a part where aster says that i feel like when i'm with paul i feel very safe but then he says things that makes me feel uh scared or uncomfortable something like that like he's lonely and make it makes her uncomfortable she says that there's that dialogue in the film and Ellie too just looks at her when that was her that was her you know time to make a move but instead she tries to do that later on in the film she kisses Aster without consent and Aster doesn't kisses her back that that was the point that made me very very uncomfortable about this movie like this was the deal breaker part i mean we talk so we are talking so much uh, on social media and like in our um social circles i think it it is the environment everywhere we are when we are talking all about consent and it doesn't just apply in heterosexual relationships or uh, heteronormative relationships it should apply everywhere else because it felt like Ellie Chu was a big jerk for doing that for to someone who didn't want to be kissed like why did she do that another something another similar incident i was about to oversee in my very beloved series that i've watched like five times now i've watched the office five times and there's an episode in there where jim kind of initiates the kiss but it's okay because um pam kisses him back but ellie chu when she kind of does that to aster even though she knows that aster is pretty much very straight and she uh believes in god and according to the religion that aster follows engaging in such acts is a sin so why she why why does a very intelligent person like Ellie Chu who who is also kind and compassionate and all those other things would do that to a person like Aster especially when Aster has said that she doesn't like being uh, you know sexualized or she doesn't want to be seen as a i'll say as a statue or a sculpture who's there to just make other people feel better about themselves or make them feel like they belong or be comfortable around her so yeah um didn't understand that at all with that being said we also have to think about what what the movie says when it starts so there's a premise 
about or i'll say there's this intellectual talk about how the greeks were thinking about finding the other half of a whole uh in order to be a functional or a whole human being something about that like something about finding a soulmate and how the other half needs to be found in order to have a good life because uh god kind of separated uh, two souls and put them in two different bodies because we were pretty much whole when both of the energies were together so it's kind of talked a lot about in hinduism where we talk about where we see a lot of talk about uh, masculine divine energy and feminine divine energy so i think that was like probably that was inspired by eastern philosophy or maybe it's written in the greek one i'm not sure but uh that's that's really just based on what i know um and i understood that but <laughs> but the movie doesn't deliver on it so the entire premise falls flat or it falls apart i'll say because the whole the whole basis of the movie was about finding a soulmate or finding love um maybe that was the character motivation yeah that is indeed the character motivation for paul munsky and ellie chu is to like someone has to declare their love for aster and claim her in a sense like or maybe get into a happy relationship that's what i mean by claiming sorry i don't mean to call it claiming at all but yeah that's that's what i mean but none of them get uh what they want so yeah ellie kind of says that this is not a love story where you get what you want so it kind of delivers in, on that but it also kind of doesn't deliver because one intelligent coach doesn't really tell you the whole movie because the whole movie is based on two people chasing a pretty popular girl and hoping that she's the other half of them and since both of them are kindred spirits in a way and i feel like the whole movie is about loving or the ways we love someone even with ellie and her dad ellie shows her love for her dad when he's depressed after losing her mother by showing up at as the station master or the person who's like waving the trains or lighting the light or whatever for the trains to pass by so ellie becomes like an adult uh because she wants to be there for her dad because that's the only way that she can show her love and it's very synonymous with asian culture and it's the way it's depicted and it's not really talked about a lot but uh even though um his her dad acknowledges acknowledges about it or talks about it with paul munsky when ellie is out and about hanging out with aster in the film so uh it's also in the way it's shown that um ellie's the one communicating in english with everything paying bills uh worrying about 50 dollars and other things because she does want her dad to be stress free so she can take care of things so in a sense she acts like an adult for her dad and not for herself and in the second half of towards the end of the movie like yeah 
the last 10 or 15 minutes her dad says that like he acknowledges her emotional need and he tells her that we came here from Beijing I think or in China from somewhere in China we we came here as into America so that so that you can be more like your mother and not me uh and in his head he seems like the person who has gave up because he's kind of depressed since her mom passed away like 5 years ago so you see that uh the movie is all about loving people and it's also shown in the way that Paul would do everything to pursue Aster even if it's costing him money, time, energy. He has to put up with Ellie, someone he doesn't know, but uh someone who he doesn't get along with so much so as in the sense that he gives he keeps giving suggestions to Ellie that this is the way he wants to pursue Aster and Ellie keeps shooting every one of his suggestions down. So he's kind of putting up with Ellie till he realizes that he has been falling for Ellie this time because Ellie is again kind, compassionate, intelligent and Ellie is kind of interested in 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 what Paul has to say in what he's doing in in the way that he's making up recipes and she wants to uh be there for Paul in the way that she does know how it's it's the same way that she's there for her father uh it's like acts of service like her love language seems to be acts of service so she does things to further um Paul's journey of making or experimenting with different kinds of sausages so she does that for him so she's doing what she does to show her love that's like acts of service in the movie yeah um and paul realizes that he's doing the same for ellie by encouraging her uh to go to that recital to the senior recital to put herself out there to sing because he realizes that she sings so well like she sings like an angel and i think that was the one thing that really attracted him to aster too which we see in the beginning of the movie he is attracted to her because aster sings really well and it really touches somewhere inside his brain and that's how he got attracted to her so when he finds ellie singing uh, again he likes that he encourages her and then he realizes that he has kind of fallen for her and he keeps showing up uh, even though he kind of finds out very early on uh, when uh, ellie goes into a monologue about talking that astra has five different voices Aster uh has five different smiles and also <laughs> making a weird uh I'm saying that very weirdly because I don't understand this but this is something that I see a lot in American TV shows and movies that they will just somehow uh try to show that this character is in love with this character and they will show it in this weird way oh they have like five different laughs i saw that and that's why the reason i saw that the reason i i was barely able to acknowledge that they have five different voices and they have five different smiles is the only reason that i'm love with them oh i mean anyone can acknowledge that you have five different voices and you laugh in five different ways and still not be in love with you 
and people again people say a lot of things but it's their actions that measure up so the only person that i felt like was in love in this movie was paul munsky and he was in love with ellie chu because he was doing things for her throughout from the beginning of the movie by standing up for her her uh, and saving her from insults um she, he was also uh trying to befriend her dad who was nicer to her than she was um uh, but it was all done in the pretext of being around her getting along with her and no wonder that she has fallen in love with her and they were like seeing this bollywood movie together it was a very bollywood very old bollywood movie uh and there's this scene where the actor is running behind the actress who's sitting in the train uh, t- train carriage and she's crying and ellie is like she's a dumbass for crying but paul sees that like and he he comments that she's sad so lots that's been said in this movie is through literally gestures looks and it's kind of just implied so you you have to see that like he's kind of it's kind of hinting on that he understands what love is but ellie kind of doesn't because because she cannot really understand why would someone still chase after a train that leaves uh with their beloved on it so it's 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 a very sweet movie in the way that it's shot it's very good with cinematum cinema cine cinematography cinematography sorry and narration and the way it's beautifully acted but the script is messy and lots of it doesn't make any sense um and i don't think i would have watched the second half but again i felt obligated because it was giving me a lot to think i could see that the movie wasn't working and also didn't like the end of the movie it felt like it was rushed just because the movie was coming to an end everybody does like different things uh ellie is going to grinnell all of a sudden even though she has made them she has made up her mind to stay in square himish and pursue college and it was a full ride uh, we don't get any clarification if grinnell gives her a full ride which was very important to her in the beginning of the movie since her dad doesn't make a lot of money because uh he just he's depressed and he stays at home and the meager money they make is because he's working as a station master so we don't get any clarification about that also aster suddenly uh, doesn't want to be trick's bride even though she says yes to the proposal no we don't really get any clarity to the proposal either so it's just like swept under the rug because for the sake of the movie and the sake of ellie chu going on a very random uh monologue or rant in the church so and suddenly like aster wants to pursue art even though it was kind of hinted that she was into art but it it feels like a very random abrupt uh change or like abrupt yeah abrupt decision because we don't see an inkling of her pursuing education or doing something because 
she uh, the whole of the movie it's shown that she's going to stay with trig and again like her making that decision i'm like 100% behind it as an audience but we would have liked to see her coming to that decision and not just like shoved it into our faces also same with paul manski i think the most uh the the best trajectory or i'll say the character development the movie has given is to his character and uh his was the only ending that makes sense uh he decides to make more sausages and to experiment and he was meeting up with someone that will bring more publicity to his family business so it made more sense also i i don't know if i should button and say this but I also didn't like how the movie was trying to sound very intelligent and there was a lot of slander when when it came to like religious views so if you are someone who gets triggered by that the movie has a lot of it as if i think being as if being uh, a person uh, like an atheist is more more in trend uh or it makes more sense to be an atheist to be a theist so movie makes a lot of comments on it and someone who has like i don't know um uh, someone who study about that subject can get triggered because i don't understand why uh, it felt like elitu's character was kind of looking down on aster because of her religious views I didn't I didn't really like it very much uh because I come from a country where everyone is free to pursue their religious views despite uh of what they choose and everybody respects their their religious views and their religion we are all very respectful for it and we don't really say some say something or see something and call it trivial or medieval or something like that but i see that that's very in tune with american culture and young people who do comment things like like you know this religion is primitive or this is medieval like they judge a lot so it's very in tune with the younger generation i guess i mean i've seen that a lot in american tv shows and movies but there there were like some specific comments and i think someone who has like i don't know who is touchy about this would get triggered so i'm going to give you a heads up about that and yeah that's it yeah that's pretty much it also forgot to mention since i said that the movie's ending was just it was actually just copied they actually copied the bollywood film the bollywood film scene uh, actually in the bollywood movie that they were shown uh, to the characters on the film sorry if that this doesn't make any sense i'm i meant to say that the the movie the bollywood movie the characters elichu and bolmans manski was watching on the movie the half of it is taken from that yeah that bollywood movie that it's like a mildly old probably a decade old bollywood movie and uh, it was in the bollywood movie it was actually the climax when the uh actor was running behind the 
actress who was sitting in a train carriage they basically just copied it and it didn't again make any sense like it was very random because every character has been given like an ending but i didn't really understand this like why would you copy another film's scene and use it as an ending for yours i didn't get it but uh, at the end ellie chu cries again again that was i felt like that was also stolen kind of or i won't say stolen but yeah literally sto- stolen a little bit from call me by your name so or i should say it was just stolen from the bollywood movie because in the bollywood movie the actress cries too so it didn't make any sense uh, and in in the bollywood movie it makes sense why she is crying because there's back story uh, the actress finds out that she has a a very rare form of cancer and she won't live longer and she she doesn't want to tell that to the person that she has married so she's kind of leaving him that's why the man doesn't know that she is going to die so he's actually running after uh the train that she has left on but in this one a uh, polmanski just runs and it makes sense why he's running because he's kind of has fallen for elichu but elichu has literally no emotions for him as she has made it apparent but she cries still and maybe be- because they were showing that because they're trying to show us that anything can happen in the future whatever she's young whatever whatever but still doesn't make any sense it was super random i didn't know what to feel about that and it didn't didn't make much sense to me but yeah they were trying to be very intelligent with the movie so maybe it was something sort of along those lines i guess thank you for coming in and listening to me uh it was a very <laughs> very intense uh podcast episode there were so many of my own viewpoints so please take them uh with a grain of salt and maybe um watch the movie and decide for yourself if if it works for you or not it was nice talking to you thank you for coming in and listening to me bye